The CH-47 Chinook helicopter was held aloft by two massive 60-foot rotors. It flew close to the ground in the dead of night. David Carter and Brian Nichols from the Night Stalkers sat up front and manned the controls. The 50-foot noisy interior was lit up by a faint green light as to not be detected from the ground. The cargo hold was filled with the most highly trained, experienced Tier 1 special operators in the U.S. military. These were members of the Navy's Special Warfare Development Group, or DEVGRU, commonly called SEAL Team 6. There were also other Special Warfare support personnel that included BART. BART made a big yawn, shook his head, licked his arm, and put his muzzle between his paws. BART was also highly trained, but he was no human. He was a Belgian Melanois. His handler, John, known as Jet Lee, patted him affectionately on his head. Bart opened his eyes and looked longingly at John. He was looking forward to another mission with his best partner. The desert floor of Afghanistan sped past outside, as other members of Devgru's gold squadron passed the time by saying prayers, counting silently in their heads, or listening to podcasts through their headsets. This wasn't just another mission. They were rushing to the aid of their brothers-in-arms. This podcast is about heroes in military and law enforcement. Some gave their service for America and served in the armed forces. Some have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom, and others protected the local community and died in the line of duty. Our lives would be a whole lot different if it weren't for the hard work and sacrifice of these brave men and women. They could have gone on to live lives that were less dangerous. However, they dedicated themselves to your protection. If you ever have the pleasure of talking to one of them, they'll tell you, I'm not a hero, but I have the honor of walking beside a few. Others will say, the real heroes are those who didn't make it back home. This episode is dedicated to Extortion 17, Navy SEAL Team 6 mission. At 2.38 a.m. on August 6, 2011, a U.S. Army Chinook helicopter, call sign Extortion 17, entered the western opening of the Tangi Valley in Afghanistan, flying alone. One minute! One minute! transmitted Brian Nichols, the pilot in command of the helicopter. This would, however, be the last radio communication ever heard from Extortion 17. Hours earlier, pilots Carter and Nichols and crew members from a sister Chinook, call sign Extortion 16, inserted a strike force in the central Tangi Valley. Made up mostly of members of the 75th Ranger Regiment, the team's main objective was to capture or kill a powerful insurgent leader, Kari Tahir. The Rangers, among the most highly trained and skilled special ops in the world, navigated by land to a site where Intel had placed Tahir and his small group of insurgents. When they arrived at the compound, they couldn't find Tahir. However, the fighters who were there started a firefight once they knew they were spotted by the rangers. The rangers soon realized that they alone could not take on the large force of Taliban fighters and requested the assistance of additional support. Members of Navy SEAL Team 6 were the best choice along with a team of highly skilled Afghanistan special forces. Many miles away at an airbase, U.S. and Afghan special operations entered Extortion 17 with the same crew that was in Extortion 16, and lifted off into the night sky. After entering the Tangi Valley, Extortion 17 descended and slowed down as it approached the landing zone 
and crossed through a tight area in the valley. The men on board were unaware of two Taliban insurgents who appeared from a local village on one end of the valley. Seconds apart, a barrage of three rocket-propelled grenades were fired and the rockets raced towards the advancing Chinook. Being unguided, two of the rockets streaked harmlessly away into the night sky. However, the third RPG found its target on one of Extortion 17's aft rotor blades and exploded, sending the 35,000-pound giant chopper spinning out of control. Extortion 17 then fell to the ground and burst into an enormous explosion. Everyone on board died within a fraction of a second. Three months prior to Extortion 17, commandos from another SEAL Team 6 squadron were successful in taking out Osama bin Laden during a raid on his compound in Pakistan. In the wake of the tragedy of Extortion 17, news spread fast throughout the military and the world. Questions were asked. Had the attack been planned in retaliation of the bin Laden raid? What went wrong? Was it misinformation? Was the raid planned too hastily? Was the helicopter crew ill-prepared or neglectful? The fact of the matter was that this was war, and bad things happen even with the most well-trained soldiers. Extortion 17's pilot and crew were some of the top military helicopter pilots in the world. Carter had more than 4,000 flying hours alone, and the CH-47D Chinook was the fastest, most powerful, and agile of its kind in the military. The aviation regiments of Extortion Company were part of more than 90% of all special operations missions in that region. The operation conducted by Extortion 17 was a routine mission. The flight itinerary had been thoroughly drafted, and there was plenty of support from attack helicopters near the landing zone. Everybody participating in the mission had not ignored any detail. After two investigations, the conclusion was that everyone involved in the mission did their jobs correctly. It was only chance alone that the Chinook was shot down. The enemy happened to be in the right place, and one of the RPGs happened to make the lucky hit that took the Chinook down. Four hours after the tragic accident, U.S. Army Rangers arrived at the crash, but found no survivors. Two days later, the U.S. Air Force claimed that the insurgents who fired the RPGs resulting in the crash of Extortion 17 had been killed in an F-16 airstrike. On September 9, 2017, Ed Darak wrote a book about the mission where Extortion 17 was shot down. It is entitled, The Final Mission of Extortion 17, Special Ops, Helicopter Support, SEAL Team 6, and the Deadliest Day of the U.S. War in Afghanistan. The following is a list of the 38 men and one military dog who perished in the crash. 16 U.S. Navy SEALs from the Navy Special Warfare Development Group's Gold Squadron, Team 6. CPO Brian R. Bill, SEAL, age 31, from Stanford, Connecticut. CPO Kevin A. Houston, SEAL, age 35, from West Hyannisport, Massachusetts. Lieutenant Commander Jonas B. Kelsall, SEAL, age 32, from Shreveport, Louisiana. PO-1 John T. Tummelson, SEAL, enlisted Special Warfare Specialist, age 35, from Rockport, Iowa. PO-1 Michael J. Strange, SEAL, Navy Cryptologist Technician, Expeditionary Warfare Specialist, age 25, from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. CPO Stephen M. Mills, SEAL, Navy Special Warfare Operator, age 35, from Fort Worth, Texas. 
PO1, Jason R. Workman, SEAL, age 32, from Blanding, Utah. PO1, Derek C. Benson, SEAL, age 28, from Anguin, California. PO1, Christopher G. Campbell, SEAL, parachutist, chief warfare operator, age 36, from Jacksonville, North Carolina. CPO, John W. Foss, SEAL, age 31, from Minneapolis, Minnesota. MCPO, Louis J. Langlais, SEAL, Navy Senior Chief Warfare Operator, age 44, from Santa Barbara, California. CPO, Matthew D. Mason, SEAL, Navy Special Warfare Operator, age 37, from Kansas City, Missouri. SCPO, Thomas A. Radzlaff, SEAL, Navy Special Warfare Operator, age 34, from Green Forest, Arkansas. CPO, Robert J. Reeves, SEAL, Navy Senior Chief Special Warfare Operator, age 32, from Shreveport, Louisiana. CPO Heath M. Robinson, SEAL, Navy Senior Chief Special Warfare Operator, age 34, from Detroit, Michigan. And PO1 Aaron C. Vaughn, SEAL, Navy Senior Chief Special Warfare Operator, age 30, from Stewart, Florida. Two U.S. Navy SEALs from a West Coast-based SEAL team. PO1 Jesse D. Pittman, SEAL, age 27, from Willits, California. And PO2 Nicholas P. Spihar, SEAL, Navy Special Warfare Operator, age 24, from St. Paul, Minnesota. Four U.S. Navy Special Warfare Support Personnel. PO1 Jared W. Day, Navy Information Systems Technician, Expeditionary Warfare Specialist, Freefall Parachutist, age 28, from Taylorsville, Utah. CPO Nicholas H. Null, Navy Explosive Ordnance Disposal Technician, Expeditionary Warfare Specialist, Freefall Parachutist, and Diver, age 30, from Washington, West Virginia. PO1 John Jet Li Duangdara, Expeditionary Warfare Specialist, Master at Arms, Dog Handler, age 26, from South Sioux City, Nebraska. And SCPO Craig M. Vickers, Navy Chief Explosive Ordnance Disposal Technician, Expeditionary Warfare Specialist, Freefall Parachutist, age 36, from Kokomo, Hawaii. Three U.S. Army Reserve personnel from the 7th Battalion, 158th Aviation Regiment, New Century, Kansas. CW2 Brian Nichols, pilot in command, age 31, from Hayes, Kansas. SPC Alexander Mayhem Bennett, flight engineer, door gunner, age 24, from Tacoma, Washington, promoted posthumously to sergeant. SPC Spencer Dunk Duncan, crew chief, age 21, from Olathe, Kansas. Two U.S. Army personnel from the 2nd Battalion, 135th Aviation Regiment, part of Colorado Army National Guard. CW4 David R. Carter, pilot, age 47, from Centennial, Colorado, promoted posthumously to CW5. And Sergeant Patrick Hamby Hamburger, flight engineer, age 30, from Grand Island, Nebraska, promoted posthumously to Staff Sergeant. Three U.S. Air Force Special Operators from the 24th Special Tactics Squadron in Pope Field, North Carolina. Tech Sergeant John W. Brown, pararescueman, age 33, from Tallahassee, Florida. Tech Sergeant Daniel I. Zerby, pararescueman, age 28, from York, Pennsylvania. And Staff Sergeant Andrew W. Harville, combat controller, age 26, from Long Beach, California. There was one Afghan civilian interpreter, seven Afghan army commandos, and one U.S. military working dog. 
Navy SEAL dog, Bart. Extortion 17 is considered the worst loss of U.S. military life in a single incident in the Afghanistan campaign, surpassing Operation Red Wings in 2005. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Remember My Name podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, please contact me at RememberMyNamePodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at RememberMyNamePodcast and Twitter at RMNPodcast. So take a minute and remember these men and one dog who gave up their lives for their countries. 